that this is the perfect space we're going into right now, where we're going to be talking about um, with uh, Dr. Spiwa Mahala about the re-editioning, the 60th anniversary edition of Blame Me on History, William Bloke Morisani's uh, book, which was released in 1963. And uh, I want to say, Spiwa, thank, thank you so you. much for joining us. I appreciate it enormously. <laughs> Let's give you a mic. Can we just give him a mic for a moment? Thanks. Um, it's that one over there. Does that? Let's listen to you and see. No, someone is. Let's move you to. Oh, is he on there? All right. I can't hear you, but that's uh, neither here nor there because oh. I, you know, as long as you're okay. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so. Word domination, this is where we look at books, where we look at the concept of words. And wow, before we even start, I mean, as I said to our listeners early this morning, I got the book this morning. It was uh, put in front of me and I read page one of chapter one. (laughs) And I am dying to go home and just read this. I know I'll read this in like a day or two. It's just incredible. And I want you to read it for us. That first page that goes up to. Oh, um, my. You yeah. know, th- th- this is where I need my actors. Because yeah. <laughs> you can do it. Of course you can do it. <laughs> no, um, uh, actors do it better, but I'll try. Of course. Uh, just the, f- the opening paragraph. Yeah. Something in me died. A piece of me died with the dying of our town. It was in the winter of 1958. The sky was a cold blue veil which had been immersed in a bleaching solution and then spread out against a concave, the blue filtering through and tinted by a powder screen of gray. The sun, like the moon of the day, gave off more light than heat, mocking me with its promise of warmth, a fixture against the gray-blue sky, a mirror deflecting the heat and concentrating upon me in my sofa town only a reflection. This, I mean, the writing, William Bloch Mordesani, of his work is just extraordinary. This was written exactly 60 years ago. And I can't tell you how many times I've read it ever since. Talk to us about the man and also Dr. Mahala Spiwa, if I may. Um, The decision of you to really focus on his life. What was it that like hooked you in at that time? I mean, I'm hooked in just by that first page. Well, first of all, I'm, I'm a student of African literature, so I'm, I'm, I'm interested uh, in, in, the, in the works and lives of writers. And uh, what's unique about Brook Modisane is that unlike um, many of his jump uh, generation, he was born in Sofia Town. Mm. Uh, he was born and raised in Sofia Town. So the, the first removals that, that began in 1955 really speak to the land question today because yeah. we have people being forced out of their their environment, and 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 that's how he begins uh, blame on history. But what's interesting also is the circumstances under which uh, a blame on history was was published. And um, you know, by that time, Blok Motisane left South Africa in 1959, and secretly and illegally, and uh, for a while settled in in London. So. Um, he was working on, on Blame on History, um, corresponding with Langston Hughes at the same mm. time. And, and Langston Hughes managed to, to invite him to, to New York, where he was to, to do a series of uh, public lectures 
uh, talking about the situation in South Africa, you know. And this is part of, of our history that is not emphasized, that, yeah. um, you know, intellectuals, uh, cultural activists actually went out there to mobilize support against apartheid. You know, they were the ones who, who were really instrumental in creating uh, uh, consciousness around the world about what was happening in South Africa. So Blok Mutisane did over 20 lectures in 1963. So again, we this year marks 60 years since that happened. Um, but in the process, he brought his manuscript with him of Blame on History. As a result, when uh, Blame on History was, sub, was, was published in the U.S., um, uh, sorry, uh, not in the U.S., but worldwide, because it was published in the U.K. first, yeah. um, and then the U.S., Italy, Germany, so many countries. It, it was a worldwide success to such an extent that um, there were parallels drawn between Modisane and, uh, and, and James Baldwin, and that's what I write about yeah. um, uh, in, the, in the Sunday Times today. Which I'm going to come to in a moment. Yeah, yeah so it, it, it was a worldwide su- a success. But despite that, it was instantly banned in South Africa because yeah. uh, Blok Motesan himself was, was banned under the Suppression of Communism Act. So it was not available in South Africa until the year of his death, which is uh, 1986. So we are talking to Dr. Spiwo Mahala, who is editor of Mbizo Journal, He's a senior lecturer at the Department of English at the University of Johannesburg, and he's much more. And in fact, he's a senior fellow for advanced study at the Institute for Advanced Study um, as well at UJ, which does amazing, amazing work in thinking about, um, I don't want to say the intellectual, but just like different intellectual spaces and how they engage with us. And I suppose I want to ask you, you're really pushing this new edition Talk to us why that's so important for you. Yeah, well, um, I mean, given this background, um, uh, that, you know, there was a generational gap in a sense um, that as South Africans, we we didn't have access to this work. Um, If you read, for instance, uh, Blok Modisane's, sorry, uh, Professor Njavlon de Bele's foreword, he talks about how privileged he was because uh, his father was, was, was educated and, and managed to get a copy of the book and um, clandestinely read the uh, the book, you know. So I think given this history, and especially that this year marks what would have been uh, 100 years of Blok Montesane. Yeah. Um, uh, last Monday was, uh, Monday the 28th was, was his birthday. He would have turned uh, 100, you know. Yeah. So 100 years later, um, you know, for someone who worked so much for this yeah. country, and and he his work is not available, so we felt duty bound to to reintroduce uh, Blok Motesane's work uh, to the public domain. You know, in your article, um, which is in the Sunday Times, and I'm going to uh, shout it out for uh, not just a promotion of the Sunday Times, but specifically a promotion of this article, this opinion piece. You write perhaps a more resonant question would be, who do we blame for the present? And uh, surely with our blatant failures to recognize our historical truths and uh, cherish the contribution made by intellectuals such as Modisani, we will have no one but ourselves to blame. We need to go to a break, but when we come back is, I'd like to you to look at that question. Who do we blame for the present? Ourselves, maybe. <laughs> we'll look at it right after the break. Thank you. 
Michelle Constant on SAFM. So, William Bloke Modasani's book is now being republished. It's the 60th anniversary edition. I mean, 60 years. Blame me on history. It is available for everyone in this country. And uh, I'm going to be starting off with this this afternoon because not only does it sound like it's going to be a great book to relook at history in our country, but it also is a beautifully written. I mean, just the first page that um, I read this morning is just amazing. In the studio, we have Dr. Spiwa Mahala. We're talking about the book. Spiwa, you asked the question in this article in the Sunday Times, who do we blame for the present? And, and, and you look at the idea that there are all these people, intellectuals, mm. cultural activists. I mean, we know Justice L.B. Sachs has written about that in the past as well, who go out and have told our stories, mm. sometimes in the most extraordinary ways. And yet they are sometimes just erased in the process. Talk to us about that. Yeah, well, uh, it's usually said um, the first person to blame is the man in the mirror. And um, <laughs> I think we're faced with that situation now. Um, you know, to, to understand the present, you, you need to, to look at the past. And, and it, it baffles me why um, uh, we would allow a text, a seminal text like uh, Blame on History Mm. Uh, to should be in school. Yeah, n- not to be part of uh, our our public discourse. Not to be yeah. part of the uh, s- uh, car- curricula. Not to be readily available uh, uh, in 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 the bookstores. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I think it's something that we need to look at. Um, we we need to ask ourselves why the sentinel of of Lokomoti Sine almost went out, you know, w- without being noticed. You know, yeah. Um, so yeah, um, I think if if we we begin to to look at uh, at history, to 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 look at uh, or revisit uh, texts like Blame on History, then we would appreciate where we are and we would know what to do with what we have. In, our hands. in the last decade or so, we've seen a really hard pushback, and it's a populist pushback against the public intellectual, and I'm putting that in inverted commas. Do you see this as the next pushback? in terms of saying, hey, we are here, we are loud, we are to be heard? Yeah, well, I mean, at some point there was a prevailing um, uh, anti-intellectual sentiment. Mm. Um, uh, But I think now there is reversal of that, um, though not adequate. Mm. And I think um, uh, those of us who are privileged to have access uh, to resources, have access, have, have the power. And agency. And the agency yeah. to, uh, you know, to, to preserve uh, our literary heritage. We should do so. Um, uh, as I say, it's not Blok Motisane only. Mm. Look, Blok Motisane died in 1986 in, uh, in Germany. Uh, his remains are still there. Hmm. Um, and... Uh, fortunately, some of his uh, estate, like the the archives, um, unpublished manuscripts, uh, um, including the correspondence with with uh, with Langston Hughes, for instance, uh, is back in the country, uh, being kept in the in the national archives. I think there's a lot that can be done about that. Um, he has several manuscripts. He wrote over. Um, uh, uh, 30 um, uh, plays for, for for the BBC. Yeah. You know, 
So how, how do we reclaim all of that uh, intellectual property? How do we reintroduce Glogmo Desane? Because um, we do it through people like you. <laughs> no, I'm, tr- I'm being serious. There are people that take up the baton and that uh, push it through and are determined and ambitious in how they do it. And I think we have to say thank you to people like yourself. Thank you. I appreciate that. But I believe a lot more can be done. Yeah. Um, as I say, uh, Blomo Desane has a vast legacy. He, much as we celebrated him in South Africa as a, yeah. as a writer, as a journalist, print journalist, that is. Uh, in the UK, he got more established as, as a stage actor. He featured in a number of blockbuster films yeah. and um, worked for, for, for the BBC for many, many years, among other things. So... Um, Fortunately, um, there's a young man um, uh, uh, see, um, uh, who, who just uh, completed his PhD in Cambridge yes. on, on, on Blog Modesane. Yeah, um, I'm working with him. We, we first convened a, a, a symposium uh, to, to interrogate Blog Modesane's um, uh, legacy hosted by the Johannesburg Institute for Advanced Study earlier this year. Yeah. And then um, we're now working on an edited volume. So we were fortunate to, to get scholars uh, from uh, around the world to contribute uh, chapters on different oh, aspects of, of Block Montesani. So th- th- that's one of the most exciting things to do. But as I say, there's still a lot more to be done. Well, it sounds like you're working your way through it very fast. It's <laughs> <laughs> be where you like uh, in this article in the... Um, Sunday Times, you say something, and we spoke about this off air, which seems incredibly appropriate um, as we think about history, but also as we think about um, the passing of Prince Butelezi as well, the, the conflicted, deeply conflicted and perhaps even turbulent debate around his, his legacy. And in it, you say, um, let me just find it, uh, you say, The reprint of Blame Me on History is a welcome step in the fight against erasure and collective amnesia. And uh, and I'm hoping one of our listeners can can help me out with this. But there was a photo in history in of um, one of the Russian leaders. And there was someone in this in the in the photo with him. And apparently he had him killed or didn't like him or something and had that particular image of that person just deleted and erased from the photo. And please, if you're listening, I know that you guys will be able to give us the exact details on that. And I raise that because I do think that we're terrified to actually go back and we do want to just erase the past because it is so hard and so difficult and so challenging. And yet that may not heal the wound at all because it's just like a cat's wound where the skin grows over but the wound still remains. Yeah, absolutely. We 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 need to uh, to be honest about uh, our being because history really is is not just a a matter of of dates and facts. No. And that's what that's exactly what uh, uh, Blomo Desani does here. He gives history a human face. Yeah. So uh, we need to capture the emotions uh, in 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 the most uh, honest way possible. Yeah. Uh, we need to to capture the, the experience you know, of what people go through. And and you just mentioned, for instance, um, uh, uh, the passing of uh, uh, Prince Mangosutu Butelezi, may he is so rest in peace. Um, there, there are many aspects to the man. So mm. it would be unfair to 
to uh, talk about one and, uh, and, and, and conceal the other. Uh, we, we, we relate to him in different ways. Um, yeah. uh, personally, I've had interactions with him um, when I was doing my research on Ken Temba, uh, uh, with whom he went to Forte, uh, so he knew Ken Temba as, as, as a student. Um, so, yeah, uh, someone else might have a different, different experience, yeah. a, a different experience of him. Um, and, and I think we need to be honest and, and share our experiences and our memories of, of, of people. And try and do it in a way that is, um, as you say, be honest and fair and, and generous with one another as well. Absolutely. So did you push for this? Um, well, oh, uh, be uh, honest. <laughs> be honest and fair. <laughs> uh, honestly, that there was no convincing needed. Um, yeah. You know, I'm a fellow of the Johannesburg Institute yeah. for Advanced Study, uh, which runs the African Biographies Project. So um, uh, the Ken Temba uh, biography that I wrote is part of that project. Yeah. So um, it was just a matter of me saying, uh, this is uh, the historic landmark. And, yeah. and, and, um, yeah, it might be necessary to to, to make uh, it available in the public. And yeah, as I said, there was no need for convincing. It was readily accepted. And I'm so glad that uh, we'll be launching the book uh, on Thursday alongside the announcement uh, or rather the awarding of new of new writers uh, who are the winners of the UJ Prize. Snaps. <laughs> I'm going to quickly give us, because we've got 30 seconds, but you are the editor of the Mbiza Journal. And um, I was looking through the latest one, which, of course, does a fantastic, uh, like, interrogation of um, Sindiwe Magona and her, how she bridges between different writings and how she thinks about the world. And I'm, I'm busy reading her, her latest one, Into the Void. Um, and just tell us briefly what people can find and where they can find the Mbiza Journal. Oh, well, uh, Mbiza, uh, well, we have uh, Cindy Magona as our cover star. Yeah. Um, we look at anniversaries. Uh, she, she turned um, uh, 80 last week. Um, a day later, Blogmo Designer would have turned 100. Um, and uh, there's, uh, we also commemorate uh, 200 years of his course as a written language. Uh, but also we, we pay special focus on uh, uh, the younger writers, the likes of Lebo Hang Masango, Lebo Mazibuko, and many other writers. So it's it's in two languages this time around. It's in English and it's a Tosa. I'll be reading yeah. the English, but <laughs> everybody else I'm sure will read the Isitkosa. And, and it's last... available in all leading bookstores. <laughs> and last question, when do you sleep? Oh, well, Never. In between work. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Spiwe Mahala, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, thank you for being you in our incredible uh, in our incredible country and just a, a, a cult cultural North Star. Thank you. Thank we you. It's a great it. pleasure. Nine o'clock. Time for the news. Good morning.